I want to talk about the ages, the ages. The Bible has covenants. Everybody ought to get your Bible or get a notebook because we are here to solidify our faith today. Get uh, the book of Ephesians 2 and 7, the second chapter and the seventh verse, give Minister Lewis a mic. And you have to understand, if you're going to get a good understanding of the Bible, you got to understand how it's written out. The Bible is written out. It has dispensations. It has covenants. And it has ages. And each of those dispensations is a time period when God set a law on how he would deal with man. Give me the chalkboard, if you will. It's, a, it's in there in the back somewhere. One of you brothers get it. So, get Ephesians 2 and 7. All right, read it. That in the ages to come. That in the ages to come. So wherever Paul was speaking from, he knew there were ages that was going to be later after him. So when we look at time, we just look at time as one long period. But when you look at time from a Bible, you got to chop time up into increments. And those increments are ages. Now, we do it today. We got the Stone Age. We got the Ice Age, Industrial Age. But the Bible is written with different ages. And if you don't know the ages, you don't know how to rightly divide the word. See, you're not approved to preach this until you know how to divide it. Because if you preach this and it ain't divided right, you mess somebody up. Because if you preach and something happened in one age and you try to take it over into this age, you mess up. So you can't study just to study. You got to study and divide the Bible right. <laughs> Get that Second Timothy 2 and 15. Lift your hand and say hallelujah. 2 and 15, what does it say? Study. Study. To show thyself approved. I don't just want you to study, but study to show yourself approved. Unto God. Unto God. Uh -huh. a, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Now, when you're studying, I want you to study as a workman that needeth not be ashamed. And I don't want you to just study, but while you're studying, put that behind me. While you're studying, what I want you to do. Read. Rightly dividing. Rightly dividing. The word, the of, word truth. of truth. Now you got to not just study, but divide it right. You know why the Hebrew Israelites are messed up? They haven't divided it right. They don't know how to put a divider between the law and grace. My God Almighty. So God talks about the ages. And then, hallelujah, go over there. To 1 Corinthians 9 and 17. 
I'm not going to deal with all of these. I'm just going to give you a little bit because my message is there dealing with the ages. All right? Read it. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. A dispensation? What is that? What is that? So you get verse Ephesians 1 and 10. That in the dispensation of the fullness of time. In the dispensation of what? The fullness of time. The fullness of time. So the Bible is divided up in ages and dispensation. A dispensation is a time period within an age that God had a law, and that law only lasts for a certain amount of time. And after that law ends, all of the dispensation ends in what is called a crisis. All right, let me give you a dispensation. dispensation. The first dispensation you have, one of you young men come. Some of y'all from the church was in there when I taught this class. Come here, one of you young men come. I need a good writer and a good speller. Come here. All right, uh uh-huh. You can spell, man? All right. You're not the best writer? All right, well, we'll take one or the other. First one is innocence. First dispensation is innocence. Well, when is innocence? Innocence is when man only had one law to keep. He didn't know nothing else was sin. He was unconscious to what sin is. He was innocent. When God made man, man was innocent. He had no knowledge of sin. But when he ate off the tree of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he went from one dispensation to another, which is called conscious. That's when the Bible says, "In the eyes of them both were open, and they were they knew that they, they, they go go get me Genesis." Three and seven. Read. And the eyes of them both were open, uh-huh. and they knew. Well, the eyes of them open, they were open, and they knew uh-huh. that they were naked. Which means they was alive, but there's things that they didn't know about their own self at all until they ate, and their eyes was open. And once their eyes became open, they became conscious of sin. You see, if you lived in the dispensation of innocent, you could have lied, stole, cheated, and robbed and didn't go to hell for it because you was innocent and didn't know it was wrong. But once man ate, see, God knew that man couldn't live this life. So he kept him from knowing what sin was so he wouldn't have to charge it. Because as long as he don't know, that's what it meant. Go down in the book of Acts 17. Yeah, glory. This is the call the time of ignorance. Hey, glory. When God saw man sinning, he winked at it. Hallelujah.
Y'all follow me? Now, now, this ain't the hooping and hollering and jumping, but this is solidifying what we believe. Right? That's the 17th chapter of Acts. And I want 30th verse. What is that? And at the time of ignorance, God winked at. God winked at. But now commanded. But now, all men. Uh, command all men. Everywhere. See, in the time of ignorance, God winked at it. I could have done whatever I wanted in innocence. In fact, Eve lied in innocence and one charge for it. I can show you what she lied. And never got in trouble for it in innocence. Go down to Genesis. Somebody lied either her or Adam. I'll show you. I believe it was her. Two. Three, go to third chapter. In the second verse, three and two. And the first line she told was on God. Three and two, read. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it. Neither shall ye touch it, lest lest ye die. God didn't say nothing about don't touch it. God said don't eat. She had it, don't touch. And ain't nothing happened. Amen. And it is a sin to be out in public naked. And she was out naked and nothing happened. But when she ate and became conscious, she was a sinner. And went hiding. Boy, if we were living there, we'd be all right. Because the law that God wants us to live by is a law that's holy and according to him. And he know we couldn't live it. So he said, don't wake that up. Then I won't charge you for it. But once you eat, now I got to hold you responsible. Because I know you ain't good. I know you can't live it. I know you can't live right. So I'm going to give you one thing to do, nothing else but one. And you mess that up. And I'm going to make it easy for you because you, you ain't going to eat because you're hungry because I got you enough fruit out there. You can eat what you want. But disobedience is in you because you have a mama and a daddy. Your daddy is spiritual, but your mama is fleshly, which is the earth. And you can't live right. Hallelujah. My God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Why would God make a man that he know is going to fail and know can't live it? Because he want him to love him and he want him to see even when you fail, I still love you. And that's love. Hallelujah. That's love. So we got innocence, you got conscience, you got human government. You got promise. Promise. You got law. You got grace. Hebrew grace, Gentile grace. Kingdom, 
you got all these. And then that, that, there's that eternal, uh, go to the last one. That's the eternal, last one, that eternal uh, covenant. Now some call it a, uh, uh, some call it a, a dispensation and some say that it's a continue on. But I want to stop. I'm not going to deal with these. I'm going to deal with the ages. Because in each time frame, there is a voice that God speaks to for the people because God doesn't come down himself speaking. He only came down one time to live here. Oh, he'd been back and forth. But he came to live here. And when he came to live here, he came to live here as a son of God in flesh. He was born. But throughout all the other ages, he spoke through somebody else. So the first age was the patriarch age. When God spoke through the patriarch, such as Abraham, Isaac, they was a patriarch. If you get anything in the Bible, you're going to read it. You're going to hear from God during that time to the patriarchs. Then after the patriarchs, you got the legal age. And God in that legal age, he deals with, hallelujah, the law. Moses was a voice for that age. God never spoke. Moses was. You got the judicial age. Well, God used the judges, and the judges was the voice of God. And after the judicial age, you have the prophetic age where the prophets were the voice. You have the gospel age. That's the gospel age where Jesus came and spoke. He was the voice. And then you have the apostolic age, hallelujah, where he uses the apostles as the voice. Hallelujah. And then, of course, amen, during that time of revelation, he will use, go back and use Elijah and Moses. He'll go back to them, the law and the prophet. Now, you got first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, seventh day. And then you have that eighth day, which is eternity. But what you have here is each of these represent a day, a thousand years. I won't go too far into that. I want to deal with the ages, but I want to show you this. And when you got these ages, God has a voice for the age. Get the book of Ephesians chapter 3 and 5. Ephesians 3 and 5, there's a voice. You're going to erase that part there. There's a voice for each age. For in the, yeah, in the time of the whole thing. In the time of Moses, he was the voice for that age. In the time of the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, now even though Abraham was dead, you got Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, which the patriarchs, they replaced one another as a voice. So when one died, another raised up. When a prophet died, then they raised up another prophet. When a judge died, he raised up another judge, a divorce. When the apostles died, he raised up another group of apostles as the voice. And the voice for the day is the apostles. Every voice, he sticks to a group as his voice for that era or for that age. Give me the book of Ephesians chapter 3 and 1. Third chapter in the first verse. For this cause I, Paul... The prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you were, how that by revelation he made known unto me. And the when God speaks to these, he speaks by revelation. 
He reveals, he speaks in the prophets. He spoke by revelation. And I want to get this. And whatever the prophets uh, receive or the apostles receive or whatever they receive, that becomes scripture. But the revelation is a personal relationship with God that God speaks to them and reveals. We're used to just the scriptures, but not the revelation that comes with the scriptures. If the scriptures were good and of themselves alone, we would need no preaching. Folk are talking about the lost books of the Bible, and I'm going to talk about that today. They're looking for the lost book. They need to find a lost apostle because a book without an apostle ain't no good. A college book without a professor ain't no good. God connects the book with an individual. Keep reading. Read. Uh-huh. You can be seated, sir. Uh-huh. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. By revelation he made known unto me the mysteries. As I wrote afar in few words. As I wrote afar in few words. Whereby when ye read. When, whereby when you read. Ye may understand. You may understand. My knowledge. My in knowledge. The, in, in the mystery of Christ. In the mystery of Christ. Which in other which ages. In other ages. Which in other ages. Was, was come on was not made known was not made known unto the sons of men unto the sons of men as it is now revealed as it is now revealed unto his it holy it is now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets it wasn't revealed to them in other ages because it was not their age it was not the time for them to speak in the old testament hebrews chapter 1 and 1 Right, read. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, uh, hath in these in, in, in times past he spoke to the fathers by the prophets. He spoke to the fathers, how? By the so the father spoke to the prophet, and the prophet spoke to the people. But Paul says, read. Hath in these last but days, has in these last days spoken unto us, spoken to us by his now, son. He ain't talking about the whole church. Us talking about the apostles by his son. He spoke to them in the past by the prophet, but now he's speaking to us. Yes. We are the voice of this age. Because yes, God always has to have somebody in his stead. When he leaves. He got to leave somebody in the stead of God. So instead of him, he leaves somebody for him. I'll prove that. Go to Ephesians 3 and 1. For this cause I, Paul, uh-huh. the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. Yes. If ye have heard of the dispensation. Listen of, to the dispensation. Of the grace of God, uh-huh. which is given me to you. Earth. Watch this. It's given me, that word to you word could be for you. It's given to me, to you. So I, you don't get it direct. He gives it to me to give it to you. That's what Paul is saying. Yeah. Alright, go to 2 Corinthians to prove this now. 2 Corinthians proved it. You don't believe 
that somebody can be here in the stead. Second Corinthians 5 and 20. Now then we are ambassadors for now Christ. Now we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you. That by, God did beseech you. By us. By us. God is talking to you by us. Uh-huh. We pray you in Christ's stead. We pray you in Christ's stead. We are here in Christ's stead. The prophets were there in Christ's stead. The judges were there in Christ's stead. The apostles are here in Christ's stead. Hallelujah. And how do you hear me? Matthew 10, 16. This is what he said about the office of the apostles. Matthew 10 and 16. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents uh-huh. and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, now, you got to remember, some of y'all look at this as this thing is talking to you, to everybody. No. Matt, get the first verse. Ten and one. That ain't talking to everybody. Ten and one, you'll tell you who he's talking to. He's talking specifically to the apostles. Ten and one. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, uh-huh. he gave them power uh-huh. against That's un- who he's talking about. Now, go down further and verse number 19. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak. Uh-huh. But it shall be given you in that same hour yes. what ye shall speak. Yes. For it is not ye that speak. It is not you that speak. But the spirit of your father. to the apostles. It's not you that speak. Come but on. the spirit of your but father. the spirit of your father. Which speaketh in which you. Which speaketh in you. Luke 10, 16. Now, because many folk don't understand the office of the apostles in the age today, hallelujah, they don't understand it. They think it's just somebody that take a title and put a title on themselves. Don't understand that's their apostles are here in God's stead. They're the voice for God in this day and hour. Luke 10 and 16, look what it says. He that heareth you, he that heareth you, heareth me. How do you hear him? He that hear you, that's how you hear me. Uh huh. And he that despiseth you, and he that despiseth you, despiseth me. Despiseth me. Are we talking in the Bible now? Amen. So now we are built on. Now you got you got two offices because the Bible says out of the Bible two or three witnesses, every word be established. The apostles are one witness, and then the prophets are another. That's why you built Ephesians two and twenty. What it says. And are built upon the foundation. We're built upon the foundation. Of the apostles and prophets. Of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. All right, now let me give you this. The scripture is like somebody who speaks in tongue. The prophets spoke prophecy. But the prophecies, the prophets, the prophets were dark. The speeches were dark. And the prophets need an interpreter. 
Because the stuff they prophesied about, you know, you can speak in tongues, you don't even know what you're saying yourself. When they prophesied, they didn't even know what they were talking about. They called him us, unto us, a child is born. His name shall be called. All of this stuff here. Hallelujah. Before the apostles came, God had to use Joseph. Hallelujah. To interpret what Isaiah was saying, his name. He told him, you're going to pray for the son, you're going to call his name Jesus. All they know was his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. So he had to give him the name in this side. So the people on the old side didn't know who they were talking about. But it takes the apostles on this side to tell you what you even prophesied. So a prophet without an apostle or the book of the prophets without an apostle give no understanding. That's why you build upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. My God, somebody ought to lift your hands and say hallelujah. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 10. Watch this. Of which salvation. Of which salvation. The prophets the have. Pro- the prophets what? Have, in- have inquired. The prophets inquired. So the, 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 the Old Testament prophets without an apostle is no good. He said of which the prophets inquired. Uh-huh. And search diligently. And search diligently. Who prophesied of the grace? Who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you? That should come unto you. Searching what? Searching what? Or what manner of time? Or what manner of time? The Spirit of Christ. What manner of times? Ages. What manner of times? The Spirit of Christ, which was in them, which did, was in them, did signify. Did signify when it testified beforehand uh-huh. the sufferings of Christ. Yes. And the glory that should follow. The suffering in the glory. What are you talking about? The suffering in the glory. The suffering, they didn't understand Calvary. And the glory, they didn't understand the day of Pentecost. Because the glory fell on the day of Pentecost. After he suffered and died, after that the glory came. They didn't understand that. Read, uh uh-huh. Unto whom it was revealed. Whom it was revealed. That not unto themselves. Not unto themselves. They didn't get the revelation, but what did Paul say? But unto us. But, uh, Peter said, unto us. They did minister they the things. They did minister. They prophesied stuff that they didn't know so we could come back and reveal it. Hallelujah. And even today, if the, prop, if the apostles are over, then every scripture of the prophets have been fulfilled. Because the prophets have to tell you when this is happening. See, the Bible is written in prophecy, but the apostles are to identify when that prophecy is being fulfilled. And if there's no apostle, he can't tell you when it's happening. On the day of Pentecost, when the people were speaking in tongues, that was a prophecy being fulfilled. Nobody knew the prophecy was being fulfilled, and an apostle had to stand up and say, this is that. I'll tell you what the prophets were talking about. Good God Almighty. And as long as there are prophecies that still be fulfilled, there got to be an apostle to interpret and tell you when it's happening. Everybody else thought somebody they were just drunk and had a whole lot of mumma jumble going on. But the apostles had to reveal this is scripture. And he got to connect the times to the prophecy. If things going on with us right now, right now, and if you don't have the office of apostle functioning in the church, you wouldn't know it. Everybody thought this was an election just like an election. But I told you even before the man was elected the president, I said God said Trump would be the president. And it would be connected with the name the last Trump. 
Told you about the white horse, which is peace, the red horse, which is war, and all of the fighting that's going on now. It's in the book right there. Because somebody on this side has to give an interpreter to what the prophets are saying. My God, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Lift your hands up and tell God thank you. Hebrews chapter, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Acts chapter 1. Acts 1. Acts 1 and 1. The former treaties have I made. O Theophilus, Theophilus. of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, Uh until the day in which he was taken taken up. He taught until the day he was taken up. He was the boss until the day in which he was taken up. Uh After that, he threw the... After that, he threw... After that, he threw what? The Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost had, given commandments had given commandments unto the apostles, unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Jesus left, it entered into another age. It entered into an age now that the commandments are given to the apostles whom he has chosen. And each time God is breaking and bringing us to another level or another age, in most cases, the, you have what are the perfecting ages. God has a similarity that runs to introduce that new age. There are three major ages. You got all the other ages between, but you got the prophetic age, uh, the legal age, which is major, the prophetic age, which is major, and the apostolic age, which are major ages. And each of those ages, they're initiated by something. Moses, we're going into another age. 40 days, 40 nights. Then the ages open up. We're going into an age of the prophets. Elijah, 40 days. Jesus now, there are four four ages, four. Jesus now, major ages. Jesus goes into an age as the voice, 40 days, 40 nights. Then in Acts chapter 1, get that. He does the apostles 40 days and 40 nights. So that now becomes the age of the time. Hallelujah. My God. We're in a different age now. Read what he says. Uh Uh-huh. He also, he showed himself alive after this passion of many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days. Seen of them 40 days. So once that 40-day initiation came, we are now in a whole other age, and that age will last. The apostle's voice will last until the Lord appear and take us out. And when the Lord appear and take us out, then he's going to go back and pull two back from the old age. Hallelujah. The law and the prophet to preach to Israel. Now what we're at now, I want you to see this. And this is important for me because this, this new stuff that's come about talking about these lost books. First of all, let me give you this. I want you to get this in your spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and 1. Paul says this, 3 and 1. Do we begin again to commend ourselves? Or need we as some others? If you got an apostle, he said, do we need to commend ourselves or need we as some others? Epistles of commendation to you. Do we need to write some more stuff for you? Do you need more letters or more word? No. You don't need no more letters or words. 
Because when God raised up the apostles, we got the word in us. He speaks to us by revelation. So even without the book, he still got somebody he can talk to. In the beginning was the word. Wasn't no Bible. In the beginning was the word. Wasn't no Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Now I'm going to charge some of you. But if you're looking for the word in this book, you won't find it there. That's the scriptures. And if that's the word, you don't need no preacher. He didn't say, how can they hear without a reader? He said, how can they hear without a preacher? The scriptures is a recipe. Hallelujah. I mean, the, the, the scriptures are the ingredients. Amen. Hallelujah. But you need a preacher to put those ingredients together to give you the product. All right? I want you to get this. Get me Jeremiah 28 and 12. The difference between the apostles, now you know you all say, let me go to my word. I'm going to go to my word. But the true apostles, they didn't go to the word. The word came to them. Look what he said. Read. Then the word of the Lord came. Then the word of the Lord did what? Came. Came. Unto Jeremiah. Came to Jeremiah. You talking about, let me go to the word. Let's go to the word. No, the word came to him. This boy right here looking for these lost books. Looking for them, trying to find them. You, if you're really a man of God, you ain't got to go find it. It's coming to you. Yes, sir. The Lord speaks to them. By God, hallelujah. Lift up your hands and say hallelujah. Lift them up, lift them up and say, thank you, Jesus. Here's Shalabaha. Say, thank you. Thank you. Now, here's a preacher right here looking for some lost books. And the word ought to be coming to him. Amen. Amen. Read what Paul says over there. Read. Then the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah, uh-huh. the prophet, uh-huh. after that Hanana. All right, go, go down there. I want you to go back now to the book of Corinthians. Y'all give me a few minutes. I'm about out of here. Second Corinthians 3. Look what it said, 3 and 1. We got to have this because this thing is going out, messing folk up. Second Corinthians 3 and 1. Do we begin again to commend ourselves? Uh-huh. Or need we, as some others, epistles of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? Ye are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. Uh For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, Uh written not with ink. Hey, wait, there's a ministry that comes by us that is not written with ink. It ain't written with ink. The true apostle is not written with ink. What we got in ink came from what God gave them. He gave them something, and what he gave them, and what keeps us in line, because what's happening now, all these guys looking for the books, the lost books, the lost books. God's so wise, because he know it may be some stuff that they try to lose and get rid of. First, he leaves apostles who know it, and then he made sure when they write it, you might have write it more than one time. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John wrote the same thing. 
the Isaiah and all the prophets wrote the same thing. So if you got another lost book, you don't need it because they all, he said, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word will be established. Amen. Genesis say in the beginning was the word. The word was with the, the Bible say in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Then John said, in the beginning was the word. The word was God and the word was God. Isaiah say, I created heaven by myself. Now I don't need no other witness. If I got two or three, that's enough. The word is already established. Why are you looking for something lost in the Bible already established? Glory to God. Glory to God. I don't need five witnesses to establish. Matthew said it. Mark said it. John said it. Now I don't need no lost books. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. I wish I had a witness here. I wish I had a witness here. You tell that lost book man, find the apostle. You tell that lost book man, find the altar. I don't need no more lost books. It's enough in the book to save me. It's enough to save me. You got lost books, a lost preacher, and a lost church. Acts 14. Acts 14, 14. Get in and read it like you know what I'm talking about. Which when the apostles, uh-huh. Barnabas and Paul, heard of, they rent their clothes. Yes. And ran in among the people, uh-huh. crying out. Yes. And saying, sirs, uh-huh. why, do you, why do you these things? Yes. We also are men of like passions with you. Uh-huh. And preach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities uh-huh. unto the living God. Yes. Which made heaven yes. and earth yes. and the sea yes. and all things that are therein. Yes. Who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. He suffered all nations to walk in his own ways. huh? Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness. Now that... Idiot that's right here looking for these lost books, trying to prove something else. God said, I ain't never left myself without a witness. And when I didn't have a witness, I'll make the mule cry. When I didn't have a witness, I'll make the earth talk. I got a witness. You ain't got to find nothing else. The Bible got the witness. Anything you find, if it's with the book, all it's going to say what the book already say. And if it say anything else against it, it ain't no good. When I'm in court and I got five witnesses say what you say, I don't need no more witnesses. I can close the case down early because I got enough witnesses. The Bible left enough witnesses. You don't have to call these lost books. I got Isaiah as a witness. I got 66 witnesses. I don't need no more witnesses. My, I got enough witnesses to feel the stand. The jury is already convinced he is God. The angels is already convinced he is God. Why are you calling another witness on the stand? We got enough witnesses to tell you there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father who's above all in you all. Oh, hey, come on, Maha. I dare you to put your hand together and praise God right now and tell somebody we got enough witnesses. Oh, Shababa. 
them idiots that's out there looking for them lost books. They in the jury stand, and they don't—they're not convinced. When I'm in the jury stand, and I got enough witnesses tell me you did it, I ain't got to hear no more witnesses. I can start writing on my paper right now. He did it. I sat in the witness stand. And when Moses wrote, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. My God, hallelujah. And then Paul come down there talking about one Lord, one faith, one baptism. John chapter 1 and 1 said, hallelujah, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. I wrote on my paper, guilty. Guilty of creating heaven. Guilty of creating earth. Guilty of healing the sick. Guilty of raising the dead. I don't need another witness. How many more witnesses you need? Tell the lost book and the lost preacher. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to first second Corinthians three. Hada lobo shanda bahoka mariata shanda lehoshe kamahaya. Lift your hands and say hallelujah. My God, lift them and say hallelujah. Don't y'all get caught up in that mess. What it says? For as much as much as you are manifestly declared. To be the epistle of Christ ministered uh-huh. by us. Yes. Written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Not in tables of stone. Not in tables of stone. But in fleshly tables of in the heart. In fleshly tables of the heart. And such trust have we through Christ to God word. Yes. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves uh-huh. to think anything as of ourselves. Uh-huh. But our sufficiency is of God uh-huh. who also hath made us able ministers. We are able ministers. Of the New Testament. Of the New Testament. Not by the letter. Not by that New Testament, by the letter. Not the stuff written. Let me tell you something about the lost books. Can I tell you about these lost books in the Old Testament? There was five lost books in the Old Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You say, well, how's that? I'll show you. All of this stuff was in him. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Moses got those books originally and got mad and tore them up and lost them. He lost them. He lost them. But as long as you got a man of God, he can tell you what God's saying again. If God told you once, he'll tell you again. So he lost the books, but God said, Moses, go back up. I'm going to give you what was lost. Even if there was lost, God got a man of God. He can give it back today. You need an apostle, not a book. The apostles is the one that gave you the book. If you got an apostle, you can still get what was in the book. Moses tore them up, and Moses went and wrote them again. They didn't go looking for the books and trying to piece the stones back together. Like they're going down there trying to find something. They're going, Moses, Moses, where the books, where the pieces? You done broke them rocks. Bring them back. Let's try to put the puzzles back together. Moses said, that's all right. Don't worry. I'll go back up. He'll talk to me again. He'll speak to me. My God. Isn't this a wonderful gospel? Don't you just love it? What we're all looking for out of the scriptures is eternal life. And before John was written, before any of the New Testament was written, according to John chapter 5 and 39, he said, y'all search the scriptures. 
in them, but all the other stuff wasn't even written. In them you think you have eternal life. What you think they preached out of when Paul and them were preaching? Because you reading what people were writing about while they were doing it. There was no first Timothy, no second Timothy. They, oh, they, because the apostle was alive and they could preach Jesus living. They didn't have to have nothing to read. They could preach him by the spirit. So you waiting on some old books so you can get the completion of it? You need a relationship with God as an apostle and you can tell him. And when you got a relationship with God, you can tell him, now write this down. Now write this down. Because that's how it was done in the Bible. God spoke, they wrote God. But he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't write it and then say God spoke it. He spoke and said, write what God said. Write what God said. Write what God said. If you got somebody that can hear from God, they can tell you what he's saying. Is that true? Oh, yeah. You're looking for the books. You need to be looking for the man with the word in his mouth. Prove that, preacher. Glad you asked. Malachi. Chapter 2. Malachi chapter 2. And 7. For the priest's lips. For the priest's lips. Should not a book. Thank God for the scriptures. But the priest's lips. Should keep knowledge. Should keep the knowledge of God. His lips. Uh huh. And they should seek the law at and his. And they shall seek the law at his mouth. At his mouth. If there's something lost, God said, "I'll give it to you out of his mouth." Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out. All right, all right. Prove that, preacher. Go down there to First Corinthians. Let's take another walk. First Corinthians, chapter seven and twenty-five. First Corinthians seven and twenty-five. Look what it says. Now concerning virgins, now, I have concerning virgins, I have no commandment of the I Lord. I have no commandment of the Lord. I don't have nothing the Lord said about this virgin stuff. I ain't got no book on it. It ain't there. Read. Yet I give you Yet judgment. I give you judgment as one that hath obtained as mercy. As one that hath obtained mercy of the Lord. Of the Lord. To be faithful. To be faithful. He said, I ain't got no commandment, but I got mercy of the Lord that I can speak like this. Now you understand something? This is why the Lord said, No prophet of the scripture is any, any private. That means ain't one person got it. So it ain't private. <laughs> A lot of times what messes people up, they don't know how to distinguish the difference in the book between what is scripture and how you God uses scripture to bring revelation that it was, it was divinely inspired. And sometimes say, oh, this is, this is the word of God, the word of God. These are the scriptures. The word of God was bringing out. I'll show you this. Go to Proverbs chapter 10 and 1. Now, if you're going to obey what the Bible says, you got to deal with what the Bible says. What does the book of Proverbs 10 and 1 say? 
The Proverbs of Solomon. The proverb of who? God? Of Solomon. Now the Bible tell you who it is. The scripture tell you it is not the proverb of God. It is the proverb of Solomon. Now how can you make that the word of God? It's the proverb of Solomon. It's the scripture. It becomes the word of God when the person understands why God made him write it. And what it meant. It is a proverb of Solomon. It does not say a word of God. It says a proverb of Solomon. Read. A wise son. Make All it right, a- give me this. Follow me. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and 1. The words of the preacher. The, the words of who? The preacher. The word of God. The preacher. The word of God. The now, preacher. if you're going to be true to it, you're going to have to do what the Bible says. You can't make up your own stuff. The Bible says the proverb of Solomon, the word of the preacher. Ecclesiastes, what is that? Ecclesiastes 1 and 1? Sons of Solomon 1 and 1. The Song of Songs. The, the Songs of who? Songs. Uh-huh. Which is Solomon. These are Solomon's songs. They do not call, now first of all, let me tell you something, show you these Solomon songs. Not the word of God, but the scripture. You think God walking around here talking about people's breasts and thighs? You really think God talk like that? All right, let me give you something. Look at this. Now, what makes it the word is when we can go in and determine. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. My God. Hallelujah. Thank God we're not in the dark. Hallelujah. Lift them up just a few minutes and praise him. Oh, Hallelujah. Song of Solomon 1 and 13. Look what it says. The Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Let me kiss me. Let 1 and him... 13. That's 1 and 13. A bundle of myrrh is my well-beloved unto me. He shall lie all night betwixt my breast. That ain't no word from the Lord. Now, we got to get the word out, the scripture, because right there, this ain't no word. God ain't talking about laying between nobody's breasts. I got my word. I got my word. Well, who breasts did God lay between? Four and five. Now, this is the word of the Lord. Now, this is God's word. This is the scripture. Songs of Solomon. Four and five. Thy two breasts, thy two breasts are like two young rows. Thy two breasts are two like two young rows. God is a spirit. He ain't tied up in no breast and flesh. Talking about what size your breast and look right right here. Yeah, God ain't into that. How you gonna call that the word of God? But what has to happen, a preacher must be divinely connected with God to pull out out of the scripture what word God wanted us to have. Amen. So we walk around, I got the word, I got the word, I got the you about to look in there and see. 
7 and 3. Thy two breasts are like... God done, God is powerful. He done took a Playboy book (laughs) and took ancient pornography. Glory to God. And turned that thing around and said, I want you to do something, preacher. I want you to bring a word out of this stuff. Huh? You want me to bring a word out of this breast stuff? How you want me to do that? Through the spirit. Because if you go through that book in the flesh, you mess around, be done call somebody. And I ain't talking about Jesus either. I, I would read my Bible the other night. And, uh, can you come over? You can't go bother with that book in the flesh. Amen. But God said, pull something out of that. Pull it out. Pull it out. It's the story that Ella went through last night. Uh, Ella Anderson with a powerful message. Is that story the scripture? Uh, the word of the Lord. It's the life of David. Writing about his failure. And God said, this is stuff I can use. But it's not the word of the Lord. It's, it's the scripture. The word of the Lord comes out. It comes out of it. You pull it out. And that's my revelation. Revelation is like, hallelujah, it's like a needle that's taking blood out your body. It sticks itself in the scripture and pull all the word out and preach it and give it to you. You're going to have to have, hallelujah, you got to have a syringe. Apostles, get in there. Pull it out. And then take it and inject it in them. Get that scripture. Pull out Revelation. Put it in them. Put it out. Put it in them. Pull it out. Put it in them. Seven and seven. Songs of Solomon. Chapter seven. Songs of Solomon, seven and seven. This is thy stature, it's like to a palm tree, and thy breast to clutters of grapes. Hey, this girl, breast like grapes. Yeah, this is really the word of the Lord. Eh? He was in a whole lot of fasting and praying and consecrating, and God spoke to him. I joke down there looking at women. They're watching. And God said, I'm going to use that. But I got to have somebody that can pull it out. My, my, my. Eight verse. I said I will go up to the palm tree. I will take hold of the bowls thereof. Now also thy breast shall be as clusters boy, of the... Boy, this boy keeps talking about breasts. He's stuck. <laughs> and if you know who he was, he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. This boy is messed up. Eight and one. Oh, that thou wert as my brother, that sucked the breast of my mother. When I should find thee without, I would kiss thee. Man, now if you still think this is the word of the Lord, we're going to pray for you. This is the scripture. 
8 and 8. We and have then, a look. And then the boy is, Solomon then went down there into child pornography. He did it with child pornography. The girl ain't even got no breasts. He said, let's wait till she gets something. Look at 8 and 8. Look we at, have a little sister. We have a little sister. And she hath no breasts. She ain't got no breasts. This boy, look at that little girl. And you talking about the word of the Lord. We got a little sister, but she ain't got no breasts. Wait till she grows up. I'm, I'm waiting on girl how you is now. <laughs> and you driving that time. Oh, the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord. To scripture. But you can't get a word without the scripture. Because it comes from out of there. So it doesn't downplay the importance. I'm just, I don't want you to see that. But we're taught wrong. And we see it wrong. And I can go all over this Bible and show you stuff like that. Look what happened. Read. What shall we do for our sister in the day when she shall be spoken of? What are we going to do for her? We got to get that girl some breasts. Ten verse. I am a wall. I'm a wall. And my breasts like towers. My breasts like towers. All right. I think, boy, we done had enough of that. We done had enough. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'll get y'all, bring y'all brothers back in. <laughs> we done went and got you a chicken box. <laughs> a walking chicken box, too. <laughs> Breast, thighs, and legs. <laughs> God Almighty, lift your hands and say hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. That's why you sisters got to dress holy. Don't be walking around here like no chicken box. <laughs> Amen. You about to put on some holy clothes, you walk around here chicken box with a napkin. <laughs> Thighs and breasts hanging out. Come on, somebody. Uh-oh, uh-oh, I done went back in the hole and said, my God, stop making the church look like Kentucky Fried Chicken in churches and Popeye. Be holy, for I'm holy. All right. You know, you keep that chicken up there open, flies again. in it. <laughs> close the box up. My God, close that chicken box up. Be holy, for I'm holy. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You get that chicken box open. Too many flies get in there spoiled. You have to throw that chicken box out. Don't let your chicken box get spoiled because you ain't closing it. Close your chicken box up, girl. Close it up real good. The flies are going by. Close it up. See, when you close the chicken box, see, a fly can't open no chicken box. Only way a fly get in, somebody have to leave it open. All right, I got to get off of that. I don't. See, soldier Solomon was writing all that stuff out there. He got me talking about breast nine thighs and holy. But it's the truth. Just lift your hands and say hallelujah. Get me. Only got 13 more minutes. Give me Luke 24 and 27. 
24 and 27. Get this. And beginning at Moses. And beginning at Moses. And all the prophets. And all the prophets. He expounded unto them. He expounded unto them. In all the scriptures. Wait, but he ain't got nothing but Moses and the prophets. And he called that what? All the scriptures. That's all he got. He expounded all the scriptures. Uh huh. The things concerning himself. The things concerning himself. That was enough. In the prophets and the law for him to explain himself. In fact, can I tell you something? If then you're saying that salvation is based on lost books, I want to tell you salvation was not even based upon the written books at the time that the apostles wrote it because nobody would have been saved from Acts all the way up to the revelation because those books was, they, they didn't find them and get them until after they were dead. So how did they get saved on the day of Pentecost? Because Matthew, Mark, and Luke wasn't there yet. So on the day of Pentecost, how they got the Holy Ghost, got baptized in Jesus' name? Then Peter said. And when Peter said, you don't find that nowhere else in the Old Testament. Repent and be baptized everyone in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. But God said, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. They didn't have no keys back then. They only had the law. But Peter right there had the first one to get the keys. That was divine revelation right there on the spot. Now find that anywhere else in the Bible where you find repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Did he have a book to say that or a revelation? And everybody on the day of Pentecost, everybody all the way through the whole book of Acts had no letters, just the apostles preaching direct word of God. Now the man said the apostles were looking for the books and he supposed to have it in himself. When there was no book, the apostles preached and what they preached became the book. So a true apostle ain't around there looking for no books. He's looking for the revelation. Amen. Amen. Can you lift both of your hands and say thank you, Jesus? All right, go to Luke 24 and 44. Read what that says. And he said unto them. Said unto them. These are the words which I spake unto you. These are the words which I spake unto you. While I was yet with you. While I was yet with you. That all things must be fulfilled. All things which must be fulfilled. Which were written in the law of Moses. Which was written where in the what? Law of what? Moses. Uh-huh. And in the prophets. And in the prophets. And in the songs. And in the songs. Concerning me. Concerning me. Uh-huh. Then opened he their understanding. Then opened he their understanding. That they might understand the scriptures. Give me something. Give me John. 21. Now, those are the only scriptures that he was using at that time. John 21. And 25. If you're looking for all the lost information about Jesus, I, would, I need you to do something for me. I want you to find another world. While you're looking for them lost books, I need you to find another world. Because we ain't got enough room in this world to put all the information about Jesus in here. So while you're looking for the books, I want you to have one false prophet looking for the book and the other false prophet looking for the world. 
Because look what he said over here in John 21 25. Read. And there are also many other things there with are Jesus. Also many other things which Jesus did. Which Jesus did. The which, if they should the be which written, of they should be written. Everyone. Everyone. I suppose that even the world. I suppose if I had a book for all the things that Jesus done in the world itself, itself could not contain the book. Now, boy, when you find them flying, find them books you're looking for, please find us another world to put them in, because there ain't enough room in this one to put all the stuff in. Come on. But this is what John say, read. I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. Uh-huh. All right. Get that verse above it. This is the disciple which testified of these things and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony so is true. So this is what John say. We know that his testimony is true. We, do, we know it. Believe us. And if... You need more books and looking for more information. It's so much out there. You can't. But what I did, I gave you enough to save you. And you know what I want to do is be saved. Now, my question is, these guys that just got into this new lost book stuff, well, was you lost before you found the books? Because if the book lost and you need them to be saved, then you were lost. And who and them people that you were preaching to that died while you didn't have the books where they went. And guess what? You might well stop preaching because you're going to hell. Because you ain't have all your books. Somebody lift your hands and say, what we have is enough. Can you just lift those hands and say, thank you? Lift them again and say, thank you. Well, how do the saints get perfected? By finding more books? Ephesians 4 and 11, what I need to be is perfected. What he gave for the perfection of the church, Ephesians 4 and 11. And he gave some apostles. He gave some apostles. And some prophets. And some prophets. And some evangelists. And some evangelists. And some pastors. And some pastors. And teachers. And teachers. For the perfection. He didn't give you no more books for no perfection. He gave you the fivefold for the perfection. If you got the fivefold, you can be perfected because they carry the gospel and carry the revelation. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and say thank you. Can you just take a few minutes while your hand lifted and just pray one minute and just tell the Lord thank you for what you have. My God. All over the building. Lift your hands and thank God for the gospel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for this gospel. Thank God for the gospel of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Lift your hand. Just thank him. Just thank him. Just thank him. Just thank him, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus, for this great gospel. Hallelujah. Thank you for the truth, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give me Acts 15 and 1. Acts 15 and 1. My God. Thank you, Jesus. And certainly. Before you read it, grab somebody by the hand and say, Thank God for the truth. Oh, thank God for the truth. 
You're sitting here like you don't know that you're in the truth tonight. Oh, yeah. Tell somebody, thank God for the truth. Thank God for the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Acts 15 and 1. Look what it says. A certain man and certain, certain men, men uh-huh. which came down from Judea. Came down from Judea. Taught the brethren. Taught the brethren. And said. And said. Except ye be circumcised. Except you be circumcised. Uh-huh. After the manner of Moses. After the manner of Moses. Ye cannot be saved. You cannot be saved. Uh-huh. When therefore Paul and Barnabas. Had no small dissension and Uh disputation. They didn't have no small argument and fuss. Read. With them, them. they determined that Paul and Barnabas. They determined that Paul and Barnabas. And certain other of them. And certain other men. Should go up to Jerusalem. They determined that they ought to go looking for a book. Unto the apostles. Wait, let's stop here. Yes, Lord. They already had a book. And the book told them that they ought to have been circumcised. But they didn't look for the book because the Bible said that he gave the commandments to the apostles. And they had already had a book that talked about circumcision, but they said, my God, he told us the commandment was to the apostles. So let's go talk to the apostles about what we ought to do and not look in the book because they, hallelujah, are living epistles. And they went to the apostles about the question. Uh Uh-huh. Unto the apostles and elders about this question. Yes. And being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenix and Y'all Samaria. Lift your hands up and say hallelujah. Lift your hands up and say hallelujah. Praise God for the truth tonight in a time like this. Give God glory. Hallelujah. I got one more script and I'm about to close. But tell somebody I thank God. I'm in the fivefold. I'm under the hand of God. Yes, Lord. Jesus said, you're looking for some other books, but behold, I come in the volume of the book. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but the book that I have is enough. My God, because he's also stood up and gave hallelujah gifts unto men and we are being perfected by the preached word of God some people preach about Jesus but Paul say we preach Jesus I'm not preaching about him what I'm preaching is Jesus this is him preaching through us this is him talking through us amen you need a book if you're going to talk about him but my God if he's preaching through you my God can't you hear him speaking today he's still alive He's talking right now. Give me Acts 15. Yes, Shabbat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you believe that he's still alive? Do you believe that he still talks? My God, anybody believe that tonight? Lift your hands and say, yes, Lord. Tell somebody when Jesus left here, he didn't leave his voice mute. My God, he's speaking through somebody else. My God, he's speaking through the apostles. He's speaking tonight. And the voice that you hear, my God, is not my voice. 
It's him that talking through me. It's him that saved. For we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God. Anybody got the power of God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You looking for the lost books, but God came looking for the lost sheep. My God, somebody. Here I am. Here I am. He didn't say, my sheep, read my book. He didn't say, my sheep, type on internet. But my sheep, hear my voice. Can you hear him? Say yeah. Say yeah. Tell somebody, he's speaking today. He's speaking today. Give me Acts 13. Give me Acts 13. Hallelujah. Tell somebody God speaks today. He talks today. Acts 13 and 1. Read. Now there were in the church yes. that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers. Yes. Uh-huh. As Barnabas and Simeon was called Niger. Yes. And Lucius of Serene and yes. Manium, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. Watch this verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord. As they ministered to the Lord. And fasted. And fasted. Listen. Uh huh. The Holy Ghost said. The Holy Ghost said. Separate. You're looking for someone in books because you ain't got the Holy Ghost saying nothing. If there's something lost in a book, the Holy Ghost can say it. My God, if there's something I'm missing, the Holy Ghost said. While they were fasting and praying, the Holy Ghost said through them. Does the Holy Ghost still talk? Somebody say, yeah. yeah. Tell him he's speaking right now. Glory to God. Put your hand together and praise him. My last scripture. When Moses wrote the law, he understood that there needed to be a voice. And Moses wrote this in 18, 17, and 8. And I'm closing Deuteronomy 17 and 8. This is what Paul said. Uh, uh, this is what uh, Moses said. 17 8. Uh huh. If there arise a matter too hard for thee in judgment, if a matter that rise that's too hard for you to judge, between blood and blood, I'm leaving you the law. I'm leaving you the book. But if you got something that's too hard that I ain't writing here, read. Between plea and plea. Plea and plea. And between stroke and stroke. Stroke and stroke. Being matters of controversy. Being matters of controversy. Within thy gates. Uh-huh. Then shalt thou arise. Then get up and look for a book. Get up. Come on. And get thee up into the place which the Lord thy God shall choose. Uh-huh. And thou shalt come unto the priest. Go to the priest. The Levite. The Levite. And unto the judge. And unto the judge. That shall be in those days. That shall be in those days. And inquire. And inquire. And they shall show thee. And they shall show you. The sentence of judgment. A sentence of judgment. So if it's no book, find yourself a man of God. Find yourself an apostle that can give you the revelation of the kingdom. Don't y'all get caught up in these lost books. The book lost, the preacher lost, the church lost. I ain't. Ain't nothing lost over here. 
How many of y'all believe that with all your heart? Apostolic folk looking for some books somewhere. Get a cookbook, a, a, a gardening book. You don't need no more books for this. I got the Holy Ghost. I'm filled with it. I'm sanctified. The Catholic Church played a trick on the world. And that trick is still going on now. Now they canonized the books, but they left the priests as infallible. And they believe that the revelation comes through the priest because they know that the book needed somebody with revelation. So they left the priest and told you that anything else, there's no more revelation coming from God and sealed it up to close down the apostleship. And now this old priest can get up just recently talking about sissies are okay. And he made himself the priest, the only witness. Ain't got no witness in here to agree with him. And got that foolishness being preached. And preachers today who are buying into this lost book, the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You told me I was saved 20 years ago with what you got, and then now you're switching up and telling me, you can't trust nobody like that. And then they take Revelation, the last book of Revelation. Now, first of all, I want you to understand, all these books were not together when they got them. They were found separately. These books weren't together as one collection. God fixed this thing up that they were. Now, look what he said. He, they read this, verse number 18, uh-huh. Uh, uh, Revelations 22 and 18. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. Of this one book. Uh-huh. If any man shall add unto these Now watch things. this. I'm going to show you how ignorant they are. Revelation ain't talking about no books. John was talking about this one book that he got here. If any man shall add. Now you took that one book, they done add 65 more with it. The book of Revelation was written 